All right, we're back with an instant reaction podcast. It's been a while since we've done one of these, uh, but it's week 15, coming off a big win against Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, Spags, the win wasn't really in doubt going into the week, but it was really how the Patriots played. And uh, I thought, you know, they struggled early, but uh, at the end, you know, they it ended up it ended up being a pretty good win. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first quarter was definitely ugly. Uh, you had a good, good first drive there on the white touchdown. Um, finally executed a, a screen um, that, you know, seemingly is they haven't, you know, had much success with this year. Um, you know, the, uh, the defense gives up a long drive, uh, kind of got torched through the, uh, through on the ground there. Um, and the second, second quarter wasn't great. You know, uh, Brady missed Sanu for an easy six, the red zone offense just wasn't there. Uh, took a three point lead in the second half, but then they came back out and, uh, and really executed, I think on both sides yeah. of the ball. When you've been talking about it all year that, you know, the Patriots second half defense has been great all year long. Uh, yeah. and particularly even, you know, even these last, you know, these last six games here where they've struggled a bit, the, you know, the second half defense has been great against all the teams they've played. And, you know, and that again, continued today, obviously against a lesser opponent that you thought they'd be able to shut down right away. But even the running game, which they were having some real difficulty stopping in the first half, they really, they really shut it down in the second half. Yeah, I mean, Mixon's a tough back. You, you knew that going into the game. Yeah. He bounces off tackles. You know, he can catch the ball. Uh, he, he's a guy who's going to have a, a thousand yards from scrimmage you know, on a terrible team. I mean, he's uh, he's yeah. really good. One of the better backs they're going to face all year. So you kind of expected some problems there. But um, I just think the secondary again was just so locked down. Gilmore with two unbelievable plays on the ball, and then J.C. Jackson again. Um, and then right. you talk about special teams, Jake Bailey. I mean, everyone talks about Matthew Slater. You know, the special teams god stripping that ball out and. And Bethel, I think, jumping on it, but Jake Bailey yep. getting that ball off. You know, that 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 kick gets blocked. Yeah, we got a ball close. game there. So uh, that was the turning point. Again, special teams has just been that X factor all year. They seemingly just, you know, when the offense can't string together, they they make a big play just to get them back in the game. Um, you know, big, big momentum play again from the special teams. Yeah, no, you're right. At that point, tied 10-10. And, you know, you hope that, you know, you wish that the offense could have put, punched it in at that point. But even getting the ball back and, uh, you know, and, and settling for the field goal, but kicking that field goal. And I'll tell you what, Nick Folk, you know, has looked pretty darn good this year, man. He's looked pretty darn good. I know he's got limited range. You know, that one was what, 40, was that for, from 48? I think it was from 48. So either 46 or 48. And that's probably the top end of his range. But, you know, inside of that 46, 48 range, he's been pretty automatic. And so, um, you know, for for your third kicker of the year or whatever number of kicker you're on, um, yeah, they're doing pretty good with Nick Folk back there, I think. Yeah, I mean Guskowski, you know, I'm I'm big on him. I'm big I'm a big stand for Guskowski. You know, I hated yeah, the too. people that, you know, kind of just were kind of thankful that they were moving on, but you know, you kind of got the taste of it with with Nugent and then uh, you know, Forbath. Uh, Folk's definitely been the best kicker they've had. I know Guskowski wasn't great early on just because of the injury. He's definitely been uh, he's definitely the answer, I guess. I don't know how great he can be in clutch situations, but right. like we said, he, he's he's been good. He's been good given his uh, circumstances. Yeah, that's all you can really ask for, you know. So another guy who's been good now that he's been given an opportunity is Nikhil Harry, and we talked about it. Oh you know, yeah, we talked about it. We've been talking about it for weeks, as you said, you know, on the show on Friday. But you know, only finishes with two catches for 15 yards today. Obviously, had the touchdown catch in the back of the end zone, which is a great catch by him. Um, you know, good adjustment on the route, knowing that Brady's first option wasn't there. Uh, you know, getting himself open in the middle of the field and making a nice diving catch. But he also had, you know, the one that was that, that uh, didn't a count because start. of Edelman's false yeah. start. But, I mean, great throw by Brady, great extension 
you know, by Nikhil Harry to to go up, get it, and then come down with the ball. I know it didn't count, but it's still good to see from him, especially for a guy who people have questioned his speed. They run a few um, jet sweeps with him, you know, and he looked good today, man. And I, he disappeared a little bit halfway through. They kind of stopped throwing the ball, or I'm not sure what what exactly happened there, but they they made it a point to get it to him early and often. And other than Edelman and White. He should be getting the majority of the targets. If you're throwing the ball, it should be to Edelman, White, or Harry. Those are the three guys you'd be showing through. And you want to throw it to Sanu? Yeah, you can throw it to Sanu every now and again. You want to throw it to Dorsett? Yeah, okay, occasionally you can throw it to Dorsett if he's wide open. Like, you want to throw it to some guys? Fine. But those guys are the guys that need to be getting all the targets, Edelman, White, and Harry. Yeah, we talked about it um, this week on on Friday on our show that, you know, Obviously, last week versus Kansas City sucked the outcome, but it showcased a little bit more of Nikhil Harry, what he can do with the ball in his hands. Uh, I think they did yep. a good job with that early. Like you said, um, that that fantastic catch was just a little speed release off the line. You know, so fast, kind of went untouched, got right in his route. It was a go route, I think. You know, mm-hmm. terrific extension, got some separation there. Great catch, obviously negated from the false start. But then right after, they go back to him. You know, it's third and 10. They go back to the him. He runs a, little, down, yep. uh, runs a little dig for first down, I believe. Um, and then obviously the great, great play in the end zones kind of created some space for himself, got open, got to an area where Brady could find him and right in the back of the end zone, great protection there from the offensive line. But yeah, I think it was another, another step forward for him. Definitely improving each week. I think it was his career high in targets. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's gotta be your guy. I mean, they don't really have a playmaker, somebody on the outside that can go out and, and kind of get, you know, catch 50, 50 balls and high point. He's done a pretty good job with that. And like I said, this, the, you know, this, the jet sweeps kind of seeing what he can do with the ball in his hands. Once he gets going, he's tough to bring down. Right. No, hundred percent. And that's, you know, I mean, I mean, that's what we need. You know, you need, you need some more, uh, some more targets for Brady and some, some guys that he can rely on and trust. And it seemed like, you know, he had, you know, he had some faith in him. And um, I'll tell you what though, as far as Tom, you know, just over 50% uh, completion percentage today. And I know that he had a drop or two here or there, but he was off today, man. And, you know, and he, he had a few nice passes, but, you know, he had Sanu open in the end zone for one. He missed him there. He had Sanu open going across the field on the first or second drive of the game and threw it way over his head. You know, he had some guys open that he missed. And even, like, stuff to, like, Edelman where, you know, it was uh, – they ran the, the the fake quick screen and Edelman came in on a slant. And he had some room. And, and yeah, Edelman probably could have had it. But, you know, it was out in front of him. Edelman's banged up. It just just throwing his belly and it's not a problem, you know. And you had the uh, Sony Michelle – you know, uh, released on a on a pass near the goal line, and he was wide open, and Brady threw it behind him and low. And it's just it's stuff like that that you worry about, where it's like he's just not putting it in the right spot. And so, is he getting old? Does he not trust the guys? Like I don't know what the deal is, but overall, from Tom, it was kind of more more of the same that we've seen the past few weeks, and it's it's concerning for me because if they're going to win a Super Bowl, yes. Today was a better day running the ball, but they were playing the worst running defense in the NFL. Are they going to be able to run like that against Buffalo next week or against Baltimore? You know, if they play him in the AFC Championship game, like I don't know. And if you can't, then you got to rely on Brady. And is he going to be consistently great throwing the ball? And you know, I hope that yes, because he has been his whole career, but it just it hasn't looked good the last five or six weeks. Yeah, and I and I wonder how much that elbow is bothering him. You know, he got he got took the crown of a helmet on it last week. 
Uh, they had said he was kind of shaking it out and, and kept looking at it during warmups. So to kind of play devil's advocate and I guess make an excuse for him, I guess, you know, that, that might be bugging him, but yeah, I just think it's, it's everything. It's everything, you know, he doesn't feel comfortable in the pocket. I think that's the number one thing as a pocket passer like him, you got to feel comfortable in there. He's consistently moving around. I think his pocket awareness this year and avoiding sacks for as much as he's been hit, he's done a very good job moving up, moving yeah. outside the pocket. Uh, definitely not the style of play we're used to from him. So I, you know, I definitely do think, you know, this has been a, you know, a huge down year for him, but I think it's more of more because of the the pieces around him. Like I said, no Gronk, no real playmakers yeah. uh, besides Edelman, and then just the turnover at offensive line is just kind of all mashing this in. I mean, that the red zone offense is still just dog crap. You yeah. know, uh, they get down to the I think it was the four yard line, and they almost they scored on Akil Harry on third third and goal. They just can't find a a consistent you know, play down there that, that they, that's almost automatic. They're, they're so discombobulated when they get in the red area. And that's something that if you, you can't do that to win a Super Bowl. Right. No, hundred percent. You have to, you know, you have to be uh, great down there. And again, it, it comes down to options because usually in the goal line, you know, goal line situation, it comes down to who are the guys that are going to get open in that situation. And you don't have a ton of those guys right now. And so I think that that's, you know, that's definitely a concern. And so, well, you know, we'll see. But I think, you know, we talked about it on Friday. You talked about it on Friday, but they need the buy. They have to get the buy. So they have to win out because they can't be the three seed. They need that week break, even if, you know, whether it's for Brady's elbow or whether it's for, you know, Edelman trying to get healthy or, I mean, Shaq Mason, you talk, we talked about the offensive line and Shaq Mason has been terrible all year long. And he went down with an ankle injury again today. You know, it's probably that same ankle that's been bothering him all year. So you, you hope that, you know, he can play well, and Marcus Cannon. I I have Oof. I don't know what happened to Marcus Cannon, but he is all of a sudden. I mean, Jesus Christ! They might they might throw Marshall Newhouse at right tackle. Marcus Cannon's been that bad, so it's like I just uh, you know I don't understand what the issue is. Maybe he's hurt too. I'm not sure what's going on, but they have been dreadful on the offensive line, and that's that's something that maybe you can't fix that with a bye week. But if Shaq Mason's been hurting, well, maybe that can maybe that bye week can really help them out. You know. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, like we talked about on the show, this is a team that needs the buy. I, I can't think of another team. And it looks like as long as they take care of business next week, uh, right. they should be able to lock that in. Obviously, with Miami Week 17, there's not much uh, of an issue there. But uh, that this is a team that needs to get healthy. I mean, Edelman, like you said, played. Uh, he's been banged up. Um, Cannon's just been off. Shaq Mason's got the ankle. Um, you know, Nikhil Harry seems to be always banged up, like you know, Sanu, yep. just everything, every, everything on this team. And then obviously, yeah, Jones go down and, and today, so yeah, they just got to get through these two weeks of two wins and, and, and just get healthy and get ready for a stretch run here where they just, you know, just win three games. That's all it is, break it down into three games. That's, That's all you got to do. And they're so right. good at it. I mean, it, you know, you want to write them off, you don't think they can get it done, but you know, every, every year they prove you wrong. So we're going to keep believing, <laughs> yeah. No, you kind of have to at this point, you know. So they've just been they've been consistently good for so long that you just kind of have to have to believe in them at this point. So, but I think that's all we got, man. Um, you know, look, it was I know it was a guaranteed not a guaranteed win, but it was basically a guaranteed win. I get that they played well, they ran the ball well, and look, people will say well, it was the worst running defense in the NFL, and that's true. They were thirty second in the league against the run this coming into this game. The Chiefs were 31st in the NFL against the run, and the Patriots couldn't run against them last week. So they were able to run the ball, uh, which is good. Sony Michelle looked pretty good. 
you know, Burkett, obviously those two long runs, but, you know, and I, I watched the game with my dad and my dad's like, you know, and the Burkett touchdown, he's like, well, those are the types of moves that Michelle can't make, you know, deking out that the safety. And I said, yeah, but I said, when's the last time you seen Sony Michelle with a hole like that? I mean, Rex Burkett wasn't touched until, until the, the safety missed him 10 yards downfield. When's the last time you saw that? And so, you know, uh, but the, the blocking was better today. They got to the edge a few times, which I thought was good. And, you know, overall, look, overall, you got to be happy. And the defense, I mean, like, they looked horrible in the first half, and they just they straightened it out. The pass defense is ridiculous. And I don't know why Andy Dalton kept throwing at Stephon Gilmore. Like, what the hell are you doing? I know, it, I know he's your number one receiver. But number one is Tyler Boyd, who's not that good anyways. And number two, it's Stephon Gilmore covering him. Why do you keep – he threw him four times, one completion, two picks, and almost a third pick on another pass on the sideline. It's just like, just stop throwing the ball to that guy <laughs> because you know Gilmore has him covered. And, and that's you. And you said it too. And I'll just, I, before I know I was about to wrap it up, but before we leave, you tweeted out that, you know, that, that free agent signing by the Patriots might be the best, certainly of the Belichick era. And, and debate some of that with, you know, Stefan, um, I'm sorry, Mike Frabel and, and uh, Roman Pfeiffer and some of those other guys that, that came in. But Gilmore completely changed the way they play defense, and he is he is the best corner in the league. I don't care what anyone says about Marcus Peters or anyone else. He's the number one corner in the league. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I, I tweeted out during the game. Um, they Bill got ahead of the curve, right? I mean, he was that was considered a huge deal at the time for cornerback. Now he's like the tenth highest paid cornerback in the league. Just got ahead of the yeah. curve, paid him early, gave him a lot of guaranteed upfront money, um, and and he's changed the way they they have been unbelievable on defense since he's been here, you know, and, and they, yeah. you know, I know the first year with Philly, they really, really struggled, but that's another, you know, story for another time. But the last two years, right. I mean, coming down to the stretch, I mean, really since, you know, that defense started to play well around week 12 last year, Stephon Gilmore has been almost like the guy. you can't even throw the ball to his side of the field. He is as locked down as they come. It's it's incredible. Right. He's playing uh, this stretch of football since the time I just said he, he's playing the best I've ever seen a cornerback play. It's 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 insane. He's been completely yeah, completely locked down, shut down. Can't do anything against him. So so we'll see. Anyways, so that uh, that does it. We'll we'll see how the defense plays next week. Buffalo's got their game tonight, and then uh, against against Pittsburgh. If Buffalo loses tonight, Patriots clinch the division. Um, so. You know, watch out for that. If they lose tonight, then the Patriots clinch the division. Um, if Buffalo wins, then uh, then Sunday is for the AFC East. Patriots win, and they win the AFC East. And, and, you know, the Bills still need some help from the Patriots. They have to lose out. I honestly don't even know if the, if the Bills can win the division at this point. But obviously, I guess they can because uh, the Patriots haven't clinched the division yet. So um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, should be should be interesting. So, I'm I, you know, I'm torn because I'm rooting – kind of for the Steelers tonight, but I'm also rooting kind of for the Bills tonight because I'm excited to have that game, you know, in late December against the Bills that really matters and really makes a difference. And it's almost kind of like, you know, the first postseason game of the year for the Patriots. Yeah, it should be a good one. I think Buffalo definitely takes this one tonight as well as Pittsburgh's been playing. But, hey, it's about time we have a Week 16 game versus a divisional opponent. Actually means something. So, hey, you know, we get one more good football game before playoffs. So let's go. Yep, we'll take it. All right, guys, well, thank you. And uh, Mark will have you uh, with another show tomorrow morning. And we'll be back on Friday talking to you from the Patriots Nation podcast. Take care, guys.